We've just completed where we read in the book of Genesis those amazing, eternal, limitless three syllables that God spoke before any foundations of the world were created. Those amazing three syllables which set everything, including the Shabbat, in motion. Yehi or, which is Hebrew for let there be light. We've become so accustomed to the English language, like, and God, this is how wonderful Adonai is, he uses language, he, he speaks to us in ways we understand. Because we speak English, so we're like, let there be light, we're like, yes! And then we hear, yehi or, we're like, that sounds funny. Yehi. Yehi. Or. Sounds kind of funny. But that is the Hebrew words, the three limitless syllables that where light and creation leapt into existence. And when he said, he or, let there be light, it wasn't just the light that we see when we flick on the light switch. It wasn't just the light that we see outside on a sunny day like today. We know this because the sun was created on day four. So when he said, let there be light, it was a different light than the sun, the moon, the celestial beings, the stars. There was something greater that he was creating when he said those three eternal limitless syllables, yet he or. It's an amazing thing that after he said, let there be light, for three days there was still physical darkness. As creation was happening, as he separated the sky and the ground, and as vegetation came forth, there was still nothing to light up the world. Because the sun, the physical light, came later. So if you're ever in this place where you felt that the Lord spoke to you, and you're waiting for the promise to be fulfilled, like, you, I heard you, but where is it? Be encouraged and hang in there. It was three days after, on the fourth day, when he said, let there be light, where there was any light to be seen in the physical before the physical caught up to the spiritual. The spiritual word comes forth, and then it will take his time for it to be manifested in the physical. So hang in there and be encouraged. In fact, it was on day four, as I say, where the, where the light came into the world. A day to the Lord is like a thousand years to us is like a day to the Lord, it says. So what happened on the 4,000th year of creation? That is when Yeshua came. The light of the world. In millennial times, he came on the fourth day, the same day that the universe was lit up with light. That's why he said, He is, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And the light that he spoke when he said those three syllables will manifest, will go about until that light fills the world. And he will not stop, and it will not stop. When he said, he or let there be light, it went out, and it will continue to go out. It will not stop. His word will not return void. In the beginning, the world, the earth, was void and dark. 
but his word will not return void. It will accomplish what it was set forth to do. And it will take all of time for it to fully, fully manifest. We know this because it's in the book of Revelation, in the millennial kingdom, when he finally says, there ain't no need for the sun no more. Because the glory of the Lord fills the earth. Amen. And that will take the fullness of time to get to that place. Because that word, when he said, let there be light, he ain't going to rest until it's fully manifested everywhere, in every person, every knee to bow. It's amazing when he said, let there be light. It's amazing that when the universe and light leapt into existence, it came through his speaking. There's incredible revelation in that. It didn't come through a little wiggle of the nose. It didn't come through a little wink of the eye. It didn't come through him doing a little jig, do a little dance, make a little love. Get down tonight. Get down tonight. It didn't come with a waving of a magic wand. Creation came forth through speaking. Three syllables brought it all forth and nothing will stop it from happening. And that's an incredible revelation for all of us who have the one that spoke, Yehi or, let there be light. For those that have him living within us, it's an amazing reality that now we have the ability to create and destroy and bless and curse and build up and tear down strictly through words. It's a gift that comes to God's children. But the humanity, we've learned to like take an atom and like, okay, we've got to be really careful with this because if we do something wrong, it's just going to blow up. If we've learned to do these things, we've learned to build skyscrapers, we've learned to build phones and, and memory chips this big that has enormous amounts of memory. We've come so far with technology, we still as a humanity don't know how to tame the tongue, which has life and death in it, which was spoken about in the Proverbs, life and death is in the power of the tongue. The children of God are reading the words of Yeshua in the Brit Kadashah, the New Covenant, and he says, Say to that mountain, speak to that mountain. If it stands in your way, say, Be removed, and it will be cast in the sea. The children of God are like going, I've been speaking to that mountain. I've been speaking to the mountain. I've been speaking to it, and it's still there. What is going on? Adonai is waiting for a body that knows how to control, knows how to tame, knows how to speak life from the tongue and not death. It's an amazing thing that we see in this Torah portion when Moses was called to speak, to be God's vessel, to speak his words to Pharaoh. The focus immediately goes to his own mouth. Uh, my mouth ain't worthy of this one. You've got to pick somebody else. And I know that in Scripture it's normally translated as, as, as like a speech impediment. And that's probably true. But there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a precedent in Scripture when people, get, when people have a divine calling to speak. 
when we're, when we're consumed with the holiness of the one who brings the call, we're like, I'm not worthy. We see that in Isaiah. He's like, oh man, you're going to speak to Israel. God, do you have any idea what came out of my mouth? Do you have any idea that the scum that came out of my mouth? So he takes the coal and he cleanses it. The interesting thing in Jewish tradition, there's a lot of Jewish writings about the Torah. It's not Torah. It's not it's not divine. It's just stories about the Torah that have been written by rabbis millennia ago. And the rabbis said, were questioning, what was Moses' speech impediment? And in, the, in these writings, in the Midrashim, they're called, and the writing says, well, he was young. He took a coal and he put it in his mouth. And that's how he got the speech impediment. This is just Jewish stories. But it's interesting that they say that because that, the taking of the coal and right. putting it on the mouth is from the altar. That's forgiveness. That's the forgiveness, the cleansing of the mouth. Adonai is looking for a body with a cleansed mouth. The book of James says something very, very interesting. It describes the body, hello body, as a horse. Uh, yes. And it says in the book of James, when you control the mouth, of the horse. You can control the whole body. Just when the mouth has the bit in it, the whole body can be controlled. Mm. And it all comes from the mouth. Mm. So we want the mountain to be moved. But God is interested in a mouth that speaks life that speaks creation, that doesn't speak death over God's anointed. There's another one, King David. Man after God's own heart. What was after God's own heart? He refused to touch God's anointed. Who was God's anointed? It was this Saul. This guy was a maniac. This guy was nuts. He had a demonic spirit throwing spears at David, dying to kill him completely consumed with evil spirits. David said, I'm not going to touch this guy. He is the anointed of the Lord. Who is God's anointed? Who is God's anointed? Will God's anointed stand up? Will God's anointed please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Will the real God's anointed please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Please. Oh, my name is, my name is, my name is, Yeshua. My name is, my name is, my name is, Yeshua. The God's anointed is standing here, and yes, be edified with that. No, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you are God's anointed. So when a word wants to come forth to curse yourself, or to speak a lie over you, saying, I am God's anointed. And I will not touch God's anointed. Here's something in the scripture when you read that David said, I will not touch God's anointed. Read it in the Hebrew. You know what the word is when he says, I won't touch God's anointed? You know what the word is for God's anointed? Real simple. Mashiach Adonai. I will not touch Mashiach Adonai. Mashiach Adonai. I will not touch Mashiach Adonai. Why does it say that? There's only one God's anointed. Will God's anointed please stand up? Please stand 
God. Please stand up. He's right here. He lives within you. So when you speak lies, untruths, against yourself or others, it's speaking against God's anointed who lives in them. And God is awaiting a body with a bridled mouth. And then the body will move according to the rider. Moses, speak to the rock. Moses, speak to the rock. Moses, speak to the rock. You can sit or stand. You can do handstands. I don't care what you do. I'm just glad I got to sing an Eminem song. <laughs> speak to the rock, Moses. This was a defining moment for Moses. It was a defining moment for the Jewish people. Speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. He didn't do it. He went back to what he knew, which was to take a rod and go BAM! And have water come out of it that way. But God was waiting for him to speak to the rock. If he spoke to the rock, okay? He spoke to the rock. If we, if we take out a gun, it's physical, and we point it at somebody, and we shoot, we're going and we shoot. There's a physical bullet that comes out of the gun. A, a bow and arrow. It's a, something physical. That's why when we have like, I'm not touching that. Right? So it is with words. So it is with words, even though they are not seen. It is a weapon. Could be used of mass destruction, but it also could be used of mass creation. If Moses spoke to the rock, what would have happened with the rock? His words would have went into the rock, and the rock would have started to vibrate. And it's, I don't know if a rock has DNA, I don't think it does. But its essence would have started to change. Because the word coming forth, and this was the manifestation that God was waiting for Moses to get, and it was the word was going to come forth, and that rock all of a sudden was going to change, and its chemical makeup was going to change. And water was going to come forth out of the rock, which should not have water coming forth, and that would have happened through words. But it was not Moses' portion to do that. So it is with words that we speak. If we saw, like we would see a bullet, if we saw the words that come out of our mouth when we're going to speak curse or death or negativity over a person, over God's anointed, Yeshua himself, and if we saw the word come forth as if we could see a bullet or an arrow and watch it penetrate, that person's a bleep block loop. And if we, or Europe, bleep, blah, blah, if we see that word, if we are able to see it, if it wasn't invisible, we would see it go in and potentially change even the DNA of that person. We see it with children, with parents speaking lies over children. It could take a lifetime for Adonai to heal that. It could take generations sometimes for Adonai to heal that. And if we saw that, like we saw a bullet or a bow and arrow, perhaps then we would be more careful with the words that come out of our mouth. Adonai has charged us with an incredible, incredible gift. The one that spoke, let there be light in the beginning, lives within you. And he gave that ability to speak creativ creatively. 
But it's a gift that's taken for granted. And Adonai is looking for a body with a controlled tongue. And then the mountains will move. Because there is incredible, incredible move of God's Spirit in this generation. Mountains will be moved. Mountains will be moved. Speaking to the rock was not Moses' portion to have. He was not the one to speak to the rock. That type of reality is kingdom reality. And that was given to his successor, Joshua, who by no coincidence has the same name as Yeshua. He's the one who spoke to the sun and said, you stop in your tracks. And listen, speaking creatively, speaking creation, speaking life, and moving mountains from words is the portion of the sons of God in Yeshua. Sorry, Moses. You did it well. It's not your portion to have. It's the portion of your successor, Joshua, who is Yeshua. And you are of that generation. You are of those people. You are the people of Yeshua. You are the ones that God will use to create life, to bring healing through words. But these days, very often, we are a leprous body, a contagious body, from negative words, from lies, from curses. It says, blessing and curse come out of the same mouth of brothers and sisters that should not be. So yes, when a calling comes to speak in the scripture, the focus comes on the mouth. And may Adonai take that because he can cleanse a mouth real easily. Yeshua goes right after lepers with their contagious diseases and touches them and heals them. And may we be healed as a body and use this incredible gift that Adonai gave us to speak life, creation, love, truth, kindness over God's anointed ourselves and others. May we use that gift to bring creation. If you don't know what to say, just say those three syllables again. The three eternal syllables. Yehi or let there be You know, everybody stood up when I said, with a real Slim Shady, please stand up. <laughs> and everybody was thinking of themselves, obviously. But it's everybody here. Whether you get along with them or not. God doesn't say we're going to relate to everybody. God doesn't say everybody's going to be our best friend. There's going to be people that, that we just don't understand. That their life is going this way. We just don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. You're, you're most likely just misunderstanding. How many times have we been misunderstood? People are like, you guys, you're just way off. And we've just been misunderstood. This is not about liking. Here's a little thing. You don't have to like them to love them. It's not about like. 
It's not about getting along and finding, you know, common hey, we both musicians or we both like to draw or whatever it is. There is a divine love that happens. Who is God's anointed? It's the one that gives you a little ping in your spirit every time you think of him. Got anybody like that? Somebody that Adonai hasn't forgiven yet through you or you haven't yet forgiven? Who is God's anointed? It's the one that ticks you off. Who is God's anointed? Here's one. Who is God's anointed? God's anointed is the one that touched God's anointed. That's rough. God's anointed is even the one who hurt you. Look at King David. I wanted to kill him. Wouldn't touch him. Who is God's anointed? Do you ever get a ping in your spirit? Use that gift to speak life. Even if you're alone, if you're thinking of somebody, you're like, ah, that guy really just, or she just, you know. George Carlin, that was. What? Meat cake. Speak life. Speak life. Hallelujah! If you don't know what to say, just say, Yahi or. Let there be light. And once mouth is tamed, watch the rider. <laughs> Move the body, the whole body. And mountains will be moved. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.